This is an AMI podcast. Welcome back. It's now with Dave Brown on AMI TV. There are more and more headsets popping up on the market. There's a new set of haptic glasses that are specifically designed for people who are blind and partially sighted. The Dot Lumen is meant to offer assistance with things like reading and shopping. Sean Priest has tried it and wants to tell you a bit about his experience. Sean is one of the hosts of Double Tap. You can find that show daily at noon Eastern time on AMI-audio. Hello, Sean. Hello, Dave. How are you, sir? I am doing well. Sean, before you start talking about the device itself, let me offer a little bit of description for uh, the folks at home. It's a VR headset that sits, or it looks like a VR headset that sits above the eyes and around the back of the head. The back has a few wires that attach to a rectangular device. Sean, what are the features that drew you to the Dot Lumen? Ah, well, okay. So it's very interesting. Firstly... Why do they keep calling it glasses? As you said, it's a headband. It's like a um, Boris Becker headband that sits across the forehead. So I have no idea why they keep referring to it as glasses, because that makes me think immediately of smart sunglasses. Right. These aren't that. Uh, it is exactly as you mentioned there, described there. It goes across your forehead, around the back of your head. Um, so what drew me to these is the the company are claiming that these can do everything that a guide dog can do. Now, that's a bold claim, my friend. This is all about mobility. Basically, this company have squashed all those cameras, sensors, LiDAR sensors, 3D mapping, all the processing power that you find in something like a self-driving Tesla or what other cars, uh, into the, uh, the size of that headset. And using those, they're using it to portray or help you navigate across Uh, an environment. So just like the self-driving car can identify objects and where it is and 3D map the environment, so can this headset. And in this case, they're using that technology to help us get around, which is what we all want, right? Easy way to get around. So, Sean, you and I can get into some of the notions of comfort and aesthetic in a moment. But what ultimately matters here (laughs) is the experience, starting with the good. What did the Dot Lumen do well for you? Okay, so the way that, that, look, another problem with all this technology is how do you relay that world around you back to us in a way that we can understand? You know, not visually, obviously. So what do we use? 3D audio, spatial audio, like uh, with apps such as Soundscape or something? Yes, that's one way. But this uses haptics. Now, basically, all this means is that you get uh, a band across your forehead that vibrates in different areas. And it's as simple as if you feel a vibration on the right-hand side of your forehead, let's say, then you need to head towards that way. Or you're always trying to get the haptic feedback, that little vibration in the center of your forehead. And once you're there, you know it's safe to carry on walking. It's very simple. Um, I I find it quite strange. They they describe it as just like a guide dog will pull you by your arm, this pulls you by your head. It doesn't. That, That is total nonsense. It doesn't pull you anywhere. Basically, it vibrates. It's like there's a fly crawling across your head. That sounds like a terrible description, but honestly, that's just what it's like, but it's not annoying. 
so that's that's sort of the the purpose in your experience. What were some of the negatives that you experienced? What were some of the drawbacks? Okay, so I tried this out at the Zero Project in Vienna. Now, let's bear in mind that I tried this out for a couple of minutes at most, maybe, and I tried this out in a corridor navigating around, and admittedly, it did it very well. As soon as someone was in front of me, people were walking in front of me, the vibration would stop, I would stop, and then when it was clear, or it would vibrate in a different direction to show me which way to go around, um, and I could do that perfectly without a white stick or anything. That was great, but that's a very limited experience. Let me know uh, or uh, let me try these outside when I'm trying to get a train in a crowded station. Right, right. I'm trying to find a crossing, trying not to walk into an overhanging bush send, or car. Send you, send you onto the convention floor of the Zero Conference. <laughs> Yeah, so, yeah, exactly. I mean, it's the outside environment for me, which is where these are really going to show if they can deliver on their promises. Now, the technology that they're talking about, it, it is very impressive. We're talking about being able to steer you around things like puddles and mud and distinguish, you know, trees and foliage, organic versus concrete, for example. And it's saying it can do all that because of all the work that's gone into the self-driving cars, being able to identify these things as well. So the technology is is the promise of the technology, as we always talk about, the potential is absolutely amazing. But these have got to earn my trust. I, I don't know yet. I honestly don't know. I had a great experience in that limited, limited environment. Take them outside, we'll have to wait and see. What about comfort and aesthetics? On the comfort side, uh, you know, that, that's important. If you're going to wear this thing all day, that matters. And you've also previously talked about how sometimes assistive tech can be a little bit clunky and make you feel a little bit awkward. So what about comfort and aesthetics? Okay, so the comfort side of things, I was actually pleasantly surprised. They were fairly light. Um, they felt absolutely fine. And the ones I tried were like a pre-production prototype. And they say that they're going to get the weight down even more. And, you know, it, it barely felt any more than a, a baseball cap, to be honest. I was very, very impressed. With that being said, with the one that I wore, the headset that I wore, it was a little bit unbalanced. So it almost felt like I was balancing something on the top of my head. It was <laughs> it was slightly strange. Um, but that will improve when these come to market. These aren't available as of yet to buy. Now, as for how they look, hmm, I, honestly, I don't know. I had I came away from the experience, and someone said to me, "Well, you well, I won't actually say what they told me I looked like, but it wasn't it wasn't a positive glowing review." Let's say. <laughs> yeah, Sean, but, uh, Sean, I'm going to interrupt you. There's actually a video of you on screen right now, walking oh, around, me, uh, wearing them. Uh, eh, eh, the the front looks fine. The the technology at the back looks a little bit uh, bulky and awkward. But just the front looks like kind of a regular uh, golf visor. So th there's definitely in terms of like getting maybe some of the com the computer down to a smaller level, it might actually look pretty decent and like pretty inconspicuous. Uh, like the discussion we had recently, Dave, about, you know, we want to, we don't want to stand out and look ridiculous wearing this tech, right? Um, but if this works as well as they claim it could do, would I really care that much? If it meant I could just, you know, grab one of these and means I could get around safely, easily, quickly, 
I probably wouldn't care that much as long as it's not absolutely ridiculous. And I did speak to someone else there, actually, at Zero Project, who who tried this out. And he actually wears something, I think it's called the Navi Belt, which is a very similar concept, mm-hmm. Batch, mm-hmm. You know, batteries, cameras and, and things, sensors, but worn around the waist, obviously, like a belt. And it does the same sort of thing. So, And he says, I love it. It was a, 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 almost a lifesaver. He said he, he thinks it's absolutely fantastic. Now, I have no idea what that looks like. It's probably less conspicuous wearing it as a belt. But either way, if it if it delivers on what it can promise, I'm not too worried about the aesthetics. Sean, uh, just before I let you go and before I ask you what's coming up on the show today, how was your time in Austria? Oh, it was amazing. Apart from hearing Mr. F talk German, it was quite possibly the most scary thing I've ever heard in my life. A man mountain of a man shouting German at me in a taxi. I'm surprised I made it back, but it was fantastic. Oh, that Mr. F. Uh, And uh, Sean, what do you guys have on deck here after what was a very busy week for you and Stephen? What do you guys have on deck for today's edition of Double Tap? Well, today we're going to talk to uh, disability advocate, campaigner, if you will, uh, Colin Hughes. Now, he's got some amazing um, thoughts and opinions on various bits of tech, including the human, uh, humane, I should say, AI pin and the Neuralink from Elon Musk. Oh, right on. Hey, Sean, thank you for this. I'm glad the travels were safe. Welcome back to the shed. Talk to you uh, in a couple of weeks. (laughs) Thanks a lot, Dave. Take care. That's Sean Priest. He's one of the hosts of Double Tap. Again, you can find that show daily, noon Eastern time on AMI-audio. And if you want to learn more about the Dot Lumen, you can visit dotlumen.com, D-O-T-L-U-M-E-N.com, dotlumen.com. The Walrus is Canada's conversation, and you're invited to take part. Download AMI's Voices of the Walrus, where professional narrators read selected articles from the magazine. Available wherever you download your AMI podcasts. Calm.